it's like this feedback loop where if you're self-conscious and being like, guys, don't think I'm pretty, then you're putting off like a bad energy and people could like, don't know what it is, but they can like pick up on it. And then it's like, oh, now people really aren't going to approach you. And it's just going to like reinforce this idea that you're not attractive when it's like, no, you're just putting out bad energy probably. I know I always say you're only as hot as you think you are. Pour a glass of Prosecco, put some lip gloss on, you know the fucking drill because you're listening to Taste of Blonde, where it is a safe space to be unapologetically chaotic. Hello, my sweet angels. Here we are again. We've made it through another two weeks, I think, at this point, because you know I'm slow with the editing, but it's okay. We've established that you all forgive me. I, you know what? You are lucky because this week you were not stuck with just me. We have another guest. So, you know what? A little a little break from hearing my voice so you can hear someone else's, you know? Like, maybe, like, level out my insane opinions. But I do, I do want to do a solo episode soon because I feel like I have so much to tell you guys. Maybe, like, actually, like, some coherent, like, realizations, mostly because I've stopped having sex. Um, yeah, like, I literally haven't had sex for, like, two or three months. So I kind of want to do an episode on my celibacy journey okay we're not gonna call it that i am so drama but um yeah you know like you you stop having sex with men and you think wow i actually like maybe don't hate myself okay i'm honestly just kidding kind of uh but i want to do an episode on that and like also like every other thought that's been going through my mind do you guys ever think like what are you gonna do when i find like a happy healthy relationship with the man i love because i won't be insane anymore like you know maybe maybe I could just find a nice man to fix me, but then what would happen to the content? Honestly, what would happen to the content? Anyway, this week we are coming in hot. We are bringing you, we're bringing you content. Like you want content, we're going to bring you content. So this week I sit down with Leslie from Interstates and Heartbreak. She's from California. She just gives us the lowdown on the California dating scene. We talk about like how men there just like don't want to grow up, which it's also giving like Bay Street in Toronto. Okay, I don't know why did I just cough. I'm like, it's like, can I really say that? Can I, can I really say that word? Bay Street's like a bad, bad two words. We don't like. Do you really? Do you trust any men from there? Like, we are canceling private equity men. We also cover a lot of ground. We cover a lot of ground. We talk about the whole nice guy thing, like who is letting men self-identify as nice guys. We yeah, talk about men who like just don't want to grow up, dating burnout, which is like a huge one lately. I think people are experiencing that a lot in the summer. Maybe not as much now because it's like cuffing season and everyone's like down to go out. So you can be like holding hands by Christmas. But I don't know. We do we do cover dating burnout which it is a little bit of a step back from last time I did a dating burnout episode where I was just absolutely I was going through it if you guys remember my fucking breakdown I had via podcast when I was like I'm done with dating we're taking a break but yeah we cover a lot in this and Leslie's really cool she has some great opinions we also talk like dating apps versus going to bars meeting people organically some like horror date stories we we have it all for you so I really hope you enjoy the episode this week and also you know here I go on my rant again please slide into my dms please give me your feedback I love you all so much please enjoy 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This week, we are here with Leslie from Interstates and Heartbreak um, podcast, by the way. Okay, I should have specified that. Um, she also has a Carrie Bradshaw type style blog, which I will link in the episode description because, you know, we love a sex in the city moment. Um, Leslie, welcome. Give us the lowdown. Tell us everything about you. Where are you from? How old are you? Relationship status, everything. How'd you get started with your podcast? Yeah, thank you for the warm welcome. I'm so excited. So I am 31. I live in Los Angeles. I'm from San Diego, but I've been in LA for so many years at this point that I'm like, okay, I'm from LA. And I started the podcast during the pandemic is when I launched it. But honestly, I started recording with friends before that, just being like, we all have so many crazy stories about dating. Or, you know, I did also interview some of my friends who have like the cheesy stories. Like I interviewed a guy friend who married his high school sweetheart. They now have two kids together. So it just started off being like, I love to talk about dating. Let's actually give it a platform. And then during the podcast, had nothing else going on. So I started you know, releasing the episodes. And I am in a relationship. I was not when I started recording, but I started kind of talking to this guy shortly after the podcast began. And then we made it official a little while afterwards. Oh my God. I love that. I feel like COVID gave everyone like a good excuse to kind of just like jump into these projects that they're like, Hey, like, you know, the friends get together and they have a drink and like, Oh my God, we should start a podcast. But then COVID yeah. happened. It's like, you have no excuse. Like now's the time. It's really, yeah. It's like, what else am I doing? Like, if not now, never. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. So let's start like really broad. We'll just like jump right into it. Give us like your best piece of dating advice, your worst piece of dating advice, and then something you think men should stop doing. Okay. So I feel like my best piece of dating advice is something that's probably, you know, very, it's probably something your listeners have heard a lot. So it's nothing new, but focus on, do I like them? Not do they like me? And I just say that because I feel like when I was on the dating apps early on, I was very much like, oh my God, well, they want a second date and I must be such a good dater because my second date conversion rate is so high. But I wasn't always taking the time to be like, yeah, but like, do you want them to be your boyfriend? And if not, why are you bothering to go on these dates? So like in one case, I found myself going on like six dates with this guy, even though I started to get the ache after date two. And it's like, you, you just gotta cut it off. Like don't try and use that as a metric of success. Just focus on how you feel. I feel like the worst piece of dating advice, that's a good question. Let me think about that. Um, we can circle back to it. Okay. I okay. think there's well, so much me, bad dating advice. There is so much bad dating advice. And I feel like some of it is just like around playing hard to get, you know, like I do feel like if you are trying to like get someone who's a little more aggressive and assertive, you can act accordingly and like act in a way that's going to get a guy to pursue you. That's cool. But I also feel like a lot of girls are like shamed about like out of asking men out when they like really want to. So it's like, I've kind of aligned on the advice that's like, just do whatever you're comfortable with. Like, don't try and ask a guy out if it makes you feel uncomfortable, because then you're going to be awkward and weird about it. But if you really want to do it, then just go for it. You know, just you just kind of have to read the room. So I feel like it's about like playing games. You should really just be true to yourself. Although I know that's like super cheesy to say. Um, and then something I think guys should stop doing is I think that they should stop like describing themselves as nice guys and saying like, this is the reason why I deserve to have a girlfriend. Anytime a guy describes himself as a nice guy, I'm like, this is actually a red flag. 
I'm dying. I love I love a nice guy, but I feel like it's the same as like a nickname. Like you can't give it to yourself. No, you can't. And it's also like nice is like table stakes. So like if the first way you describe yourself is like, I'm a nice guy, it's like, what else are you bringing to the table? I feel like that's like, I don't know. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, I'm nice and this is a positive. It's like, this should be just like an assumed quality. Like, like babe, it's the, it's the bare minimum. <laughs> like you can exist in society. Yeah. I definitely agree with like the whole focus on how they make you feel because I think that's just like such a mistake these days because I don't know our egos like get into it and then you're like you it just when someone starts to pull back you start to feel like oh well like do they like me it's like you don't even like them yeah like why are you so upset when you wouldn't have been into this person in any other scenario yeah and I feel like I've um I've recently had a lot of guests talk about the whole like fuck dating rules stuff and like being a little mm -hmm. bit more putting yourself out there a little bit. I still have a hard time with it, but working on it, trying to find like yeah. a bit of a balance because I'm like, I feel like I, I find it hard to be vulnerable sometimes, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I feel that too. And like when I was single, I had this one girlfriend who I would go out with all the time. She's like so bubbly, so outgoing. And she would literally walk up to a guy she thought was hot and like hand him her number and then would like want me to act the same way. I was like, girl, I can't do that. Like it would be so awkward. It's like so fun and charming when you do it, but it's not true to who I am. So I think that's where it comes into being like, I'm not saying she shouldn't do that. That works for her. It's just like figure out what works for you and like do that. And read the room too. Yes, that's a hundred percent because i i think like there's a balance because i think like the wrong people get the advice of like be vulnerable and then they just put way too much out there without like reading the social cues but yeah. then like if you're completely held back then it's like you should be a little bit more vulnerable mm -hmm. yeah totally it's like there's a fine balance to strike it's hard it, it is a hard balance but okay moral of the story we're canceling nice guys self who let, <laughs> who let men self-identify as nice guys that's what I want to know. It's only the toxic ones who do it. The actual nice ones, like, don't have to say it. <laughs> they say it to make themselves feel better. They're like, you know what? Like, I'm a nice guy. Also, nice, mm -hmm. it's, like, subjective. I think it's, like, situation dependent. Like, a guy can be, like, a total nice guy to one girl, like, simp so hard, and then the next, he's a fucking yeah. asshole. Yeah, and I feel like they pull out the nice guy card when they're like, how dare you dump me or something. Like, I'm a nice guy. Like, you, I don't deserve this kind of thing. Oh my god. Yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm actually just gonna stay with you because like you're a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, that's not gonna work. Sorry. So give us the tea on the LA dating scene. Oh my god. Okay, so I have a friend who described it perfectly. LA dating is a bunch of 10s looking for an 11. It's like, Everyone here is so attractive. It honestly is really rough. I feel like it's hard when you first start going out to bars because I went to college at like in LA, like that's what brought me here in the first place. So it was very different to like go from college and then be like, oh, now I'm out in the world going out to bars and like seeing a whole wide range of people and everyone's so gorgeous, you know? So it's like, that's its whole own thing. You have to like really get your self-esteem on point because LA can like cut you down really quick. And I feel like everyone's just like looking for the next best thing, especially guys because they're like well there's so many beautiful women here like why would I settle down with this one when like there's going to be a hotter one and obviously I want to caveat this isn't like all people but I feel like when you think about the worst of LA and it's dating struggles like that's what it is and also it's like super flaky because I feel like everyone's very busy 
a lot of people kind of have like a no new friends mentality or the worst people are like, well, maybe I want new friends, but like, what can you do for me? So it's like, everyone's nice, but it's like hard to form those genuine connections. And also like, this is going to sound so lame, but the traffic really plays into it. I feel like it plays into people being flaky. I feel like people are like, if you live like west of the 405 or east of the 405, I don't want to date you, you know? And like, people will just cancel things because they're like, ooh, traffic is like worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so funny, traffic plays into it. I, okay, like it sounds brutal. Like I'm not, I'm not moving to LA to date anytime soon. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I'd rather be like at 11 in like Kansas or something. <laughs> Honestly, it's so much easier on your psyche. Did Okay, how did that like play into your self-esteem? Like, did you feel like it built it up? Like it made you like a bit tougher? Or was, at first was it like, kind of like, I don't know, like I don't want to say like imposter syndrome or like, like you're just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be very intimidating. Very intimidating. I feel like it was hard. And like, I have to say, I have a lot of gorgeous like female friends. And so I would go out with them and always be like, am I like the ugly friend, you know? And I, like, that's so sad. Just like think that I like thought that all the time, but it is just like really hard to like constantly compare yourself to so many attractive people. Um, and I feel like my self-esteem is definitely way better now. This is like when I was in my like very early twenties, but yeah, I feel like it really brought me down before I was able to kind of be like, no, you got to get yourself together. Like you're also a bad bitch. You're bringing things to the table, you know? I think, well, I also think like the hottest friend is probably also thinking the same thing. It's true. Yeah. We're all insecure about something. And I think a lot of, okay, a lot of like hotness, like I feel like it's a little bit of like disillusioned in LA maybe, but like a lot of hotness is just energy as well. Yes, I completely agree. And so then it's like this feedback loop where if you're self-conscious and being like, guys, don't think I'm pretty, then you're putting off like a bad energy and people could like, don't know what it is, but they can like pick up on it. And then it's like, oh, now people really aren't going to approach you. And it's just going to like reinforce this idea that you're not attractive when it's like, no, you're just putting out bad energy probably. I know. I always say you're only as hot as you think you are. Yeah. It's like totally true you'll find a girl who's like absolutely gorgeous and she's stuck with like the shittiest guy and like when she could pull something way better but you if you don't like see that like value in yourself like you're fucked yeah it's like have you seen the movie i feel pretty i haven't it's like a very cheesy movie but it's really funny it's like an amy schumer movie basically the whole moral of it is like she hits herself on the head and thinks that she becomes like supermodel gorgeous when in reality she looks the same as she did before but people start treating her differently because she just like starts acting differently and acting like she's hot shit oh my god maybe i have seen this for like a long time ago <laughs> it's true i feel like that's what everyone needs to channel yeah yeah but channel your inner hot girl channel your inner hot girl yeah but okay la just sounds like a lot let's go like a little bit more into this because i feel like it's probably yeah. playing out in like toronto new york like places like that but on maybe like a smaller scale okay maybe not new york it's probably on the same scale there <laughs> um okay but go back like what were like your biggest like frustrations per se i feel like one of my biggest frustrations is like a lot of the guys you think they're going to be mature because they're a certain age and they just aren't like they don't necessarily have their shit together there's a lot of like peter pan syndrome where guys are just like oh i may be 37 but like i have my whole life ahead of me and it's like yeah you do but like there's still certain milestones and like things that you should be 
passed, you know, at that point. So one example, I remember I was 27. And so I wasn't even like that young, but I went out with a guy who was 35. And I think at that time it was the oldest guy I'd ever gone on a date with. And I was like, oh yeah, he'll definitely have a shit together. I just upped my age limit on the apps. So I was excited to see where it goes. So we are trying to find a time to meet up. Our schedules are not meshing. Like I mentioned before, scheduling is always an issue. And so I was like, why don't we do like a coffee date? Why don't we do a brunch date? Cause he kept suggesting like nights for dinner and it just wasn't working. And he's like, no, no, no. I really like to go to dinner for like the first date. And I was like, okay, fine. So we finally found a night and then we show up and he's like, oh yeah, I'm not like really that hungry, but I'll like split this thing with you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I ordered anything crazy. I think we like split our charcuterie board and I got like a salad and probably one, maybe two drinks, nothing insane. And so then like, there just wasn't chemistry. You know, I was like, he's not my type physically. And it wasn't like the chemistry was there to like supersede that. So at the end of the day, he actually like kissed me. It was like kind of shocking. Like I wasn't expecting, he just like went in for, and I didn't even have time to like move my head. It wasn't like a makeout, but still I was like, I wasn't trying to kiss you on the first date, whatever. So we part ways. And this is one of the few times where we hadn't exchanged numbers. We had only been messaging on hinge. So after the date, he's like, I'd love to get your number. Like maybe we can talk on the phone. I'd love to take you out. And so I sent him a nice thoughtful text. I was just like, yeah, like I had a good time meeting you, but I just actually didn't feel a romantic connection. And I'm like looking for something different at this time. And then he responds and he's like, LOL, good luck finding love. And then he's like, well, that being said, uh, could I actually Venmo you for half of the meal? Because I'm actually, I wouldn't ask, but like I'm in grad school. And so I kind of need the money. And I'm not trying to shame anyone for being like, oh, I need to be frugal. But like, why did you insist on dinner? Like, that's so horrible. And also, I was creeped out because I almost Venmoed him just to be like, I just want to get this guy off my back. But then I was like, no, like when you thought I was down to go on another date with you and you could like get something out of me, you were fine to pay. It was only when like things didn't go your way. Oh, my God. There's so much to unpack here, starting with the unsolicited kiss. Was, it was horrible. I think that, okay, that's another thing guys should not do. They need to, if you, you're not making eye contact, like if you're not leaning in for yeah. it, don't, don't. Yeah, you, you can tell when somebody wants to be kissed. You, you really can. Oh, that's, oh, the worst, the absolute yeah. worst. I, I will like dodge my way out of the date to try to like, I, we cannot do that. No, yeah. like the lean in, the try, no. No. It's, it's not no. happening. Also, I had a friend that was basically in the same situation. This guy dropped all this money on dinner or whatever. And he was like really down to go out again. And she said she wasn't interested. And he was like, oh, can you send me a hundred dollars? Like, it's so shameful. I also like, I'm kind of pro like coffee or drink date for that reason, yeah. because I don't think guys should have to spend a ton of money on the first date. Cause like you do, you are just getting to know the person. Yeah. But he, he like, should have just been like, yeah, I'll send you like the $3. That would have been like the coffee I suggested. Oh, it's LA, so totally. probably 10. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, more, more likely 10. Honestly, wow. Okay, yeah, that is a lesson. I think like simple dates are good for that reason. So you're not in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And then it's also like, if it's awkward, you can both like cut out after 45 minutes and it's not weird. Like you don't, uh, like why would you want to be sitting across the table like eating dinner with a man that you don't know? Yeah, 
honestly. It's so funny because my boyfriend and I, like, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite. Our first date was dinner, but I think the difference was, like, we had FaceTimed before we went out. And so I was actually, like, excited for this date. I was like, okay, like, I, this FaceTime could have been really awkward because he was a stranger, but it was really comfortable. And now I'm, like, interested in meeting him so much more. And so then the dinner was, like, obviously not awkward. Obviously it went well. But, yeah, so I feel like that was the one exception to, like, okay, you can get dinner with this person. Yeah, even like sometimes over text, like I'm always much more excited to meet someone if there's a little bit more like of an energy kind of, you feel yeah. it, a little bit of banter. Mm-hmm. Oh Absolutely. my God. <laughs> You're like, let's go for coffee. He's like, no, I really love to do dinner on the first day. Well, <laughs> you know, an interesting, interesting take for a grad student. Right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I hope I hope he's doing well. I hope he has not tried to Venmo more women after me. These men are not okay. They're not. They're, they're really re- not. They're really not okay. So you you feel like you got a lot of this like Peter Pan syndrome. Like they just don't want to grow up. Yeah, a lot of that. And it's just like it wasn't always that extreme. But it's just like you know. I think when you think about a guy who's in his mid thirties in a lot of other places like they would be scrambling to like lock something down. And I'm not saying that's a good thing either, but it's like they're more long-term relationship minded by a certain age than guys in LA. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why, like, why are you in the club on the weekend? Like, please start a family. Yeah. Seriously. It's like, do you need to be out here getting bottle service right now? Like I don't, or like these are a little off. The best is when you'll see like on Bumble or something, like it'll be like wants kids like someday, but then it'll be like, don't know what I'm looking for or like something casual. And it's like, when, when do you plan on getting around to that, babe? It's like so convenient for them because obviously they don't have to worry about their sperm shriveling up by the time they're like 37. It's like, no, I'm still good. So what's the rush? Another thing that you mentioned is um just like kind of difficulty with schedules lining up. And I feel like that's so hard sometimes, even when you kind of like say like someone a little bit, but then you can't like arrange something and it just falls off almost like you're just like not interested yes. anymore. I agree. And that's actually why my boyfriend and I had a FaceTime before we met up. So it was like pandemic time kind of it was like people were starting to talk about COVID but it was before any lockdown so we didn't have this FaceTime because it's like oh we can't meet up I remember it was just like uh, we matched and then I went down to San Diego for like a week or a weekend and then he went on like a snowboarding trip and I was like I feel like there's potential here but we're getting to the end of the window before like we just lose interest so he asked me out on a date I actually had another date that night and I didn't tell him that I, he knows now, but at the time I was just like, I have to work late that night, but like I can FaceTime you when I get home. And luckily he agreed because it was still at a time when it's like, that's so weird to do. I'm surprised that I even suggested it, but yeah, I was like, this is kind of a hail Mary because if we don't meet up now, like we might actually never meet. You know what? I It is weird. Like I find it would be weird to like hop on like a phone call or like a FaceTime with someone that you're not like serious with. But I it's yeah. actually effective because like if not, the vibe dies. Yes. And I had a girlfriend who she met one of my high school friends like I know her through him and she met him online and she literally met him within like six to eight weeks of being on the app something crazy like she was on a mission and so I had her on my podcast and she was talking about how she never went on a date unless they were willing to FaceTime before. And this was like years before the pandemic. And she was like, it just saved me so much time. And like, if the guy also wasn't into it, I wouldn't compromise. It was just like, oh, if you're that inflexible, then you're probably not someone I'm interested in dating. And so 
she would also like be really clear about like even if she did the FaceTime and they cleared that checkpoint on the first date if they were like oh I'd love to see you again I feel like I would be like yeah and then I would like turn them down afterwards she was like no I would just tell them like to their face that I wasn't interested <laughs> so she was like on a mission what a queen I know I guess she had like one guy yell at her in like a parking lot once and like that's so terrifying and awful but other than that it worked out Tell me men cannot handle rejection without telling me that men cannot handle rejection. <laughs> like, really? Like, just let it go. Yeah. Get in your car. Like, yeah, like, take the L. I, that's ballsy. I like that. Like, she'll just mm -hmm. be like right there that, no, actually, I'm good. The FaceTime, there is power in a FaceTime. Mm -hmm. It is kind of a power move. Like, if you can pull it off and not be awkward. I think like there would be a hint of awkwardness, but like you, I feel like you'd suss out the vibe a little bit better, or even like yeah. a quick like little phone call. Like you can kind of tell like, hey, do I want to go on a date and have a conversation with this person? Totally. I there was one guy who actually asked me if I wanted to do a phone call before a date, and I was like, okay, cool. And so we have the phone conversation. He had like a very sexy voice. It was like really deep, and. I'm like, okay, I'm actually really excited for this date. He looks great on paper. The phone call went well, whatever. It was like one of the most awkward dates of my life. Like, I don't know what happened, but like there, there was something off that like didn't translate over the phone. And so I was like, maybe if we did a FaceTime, I would have like seen those like tics or mannerisms and I would have realized like it wasn't going to work out. Oh my God. I feel like those, okay, let's get, actually, let's go into this like dating burnout. Like, cause yes. ever, everyone is experiencing this these days. Like I get so many people, they're just, they're done. They're sick of it. How, okay. So think back to your periods, your friends, like anything, like what are these like signs of dating burnout? Or like, I'm, I'm talking like, it's literally like we can diagnose someone with this, but like, <laughs> what's the vibe? Like dating burnout if... <laughs> um, but I went through it. So I feel like one thing that would happen was sometimes I would schedule, I would schedule way too many dates in a week. Like it was unhinged. And so sometimes when guys would cancel, I would be like relieved. That is like your first sign. You should not be relieved. Also, that was just a sign that I was like accepting dates with guys who I just shouldn't have been accepting dates with. Like if you're not excited for the date, you probably shouldn't go but I would go being like maybe they have potential and I would justify it by saying like oh well the last three guys I dated if I had seen them on an app I probably would have swiped left and it's like that actually probably says more about them than like the fact that you should just take random dates you know so that's number one if you're like not feeling excited and you feel relieved when things get canceled I feel like if you feel like you're kind of going through the motions on the date, if you're like, oh, I have my stories that I tell, I know when to pause for a laugh during this story, like I know what points to hit, then it's like you're not even enjoying it. You're just kind of like a robot going through the same motions over and over again. Um, another thing is like, I felt like sometimes I would have to like go back to the app to be like, okay, well, what did this guy and I talk about again? Because I was just talking to too many people. And so I just like, didn't want to ask a question I had already asked. So it's like, if you're having trouble keeping those details straight, maybe you're like on the road to burnout. Oh my God. I always feel like sometimes like I, I feel it when you said like the stories, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I just have to provide like an experience. <laughs> Like I would, and even like the most like mediocre of dates, like where there's just no chemistry. I feel like I'm like question after question. Oh, so you golf? Oh, okay. So your family lives here? 
okay so you went to school for this so oh oh you work in finance now okay yeah you and the rest of them oh okay yeah. okay oh sales sales okay like and it's just like question and these guys are like like they haven't been to therapy like ever in their entire life like their mom never hugged them and they've been waiting for this moment to like talk about yeah. how they brought their laptop to the golf course like and it's just like i'm like i really should be getting paid for this yeah and i feel like that also makes it hard because it's like if you're a personable individual and you can go on dates and like make someone else laugh and you aren't going to let there be awkward pauses because that's just not who you are like people might get tricked into thinking it was like a good date on both sides when it's like no it wasn't a good date i was just like being an entertainer for like an hour and a half that's the worst because i feel like i don't even mean this like in a weirdly like conceited way and i feel like a lot of girls probably find this is like you go on a date and you have like a baseline level of like attractiveness and like kind of charisma to you and the guy like really likes you and it's just like why like it's literally like i know like all the reasons why someone should like me but you should not like me this much yes it's like totally unfounded and it's just like they're blinded by like oh this was like a fun night whatever but it's like there's not a real connection and it feels almost like superficial yeah very superficial is that yeah no i feel like i okay i don't know if i've gone well i will use the apps of like when i get bored i will just be like do you want to go for a drink do you want to go for a drink like and just mm -hmm. spew it out until i find something but i find i don't really have the capacity to like entertain multiple conversations yeah yeah it's like that also is so tiring is like when you have a pen pal and then it gets to like multiple pen pals it's like what are we doing oh my god yeah or the ones who just carry on the talking stage like way too long yeah it's like it honestly makes me feel like they are bored and they are kind of looking for like a therapist or someone to like boost their ego <laughs> like i i am not your girlfriend i am not your mom like yeah. i cannot yeah. be filling these voids yeah, it's like, if I don't actually know you, why would I be this interested in these random details about your life? Like, I'm not. I feel like when I was going through the most dating burnout, it was probably the way it kind of manifested is like almost like filling a void. Like, mm -hmm. just like not even like in a intense, like I wouldn't even go on like dates, like looking for anything per se, but I would just be like, I need like some sort of stimulation. I guess it's this yeah. tonight. Yeah, totally, totally. And I feel like a good way to avoid that is just like, setting more plans with friends and like really cultivating more hobbies because i feel like when i was at the peak of my dating burnout i didn't really have hobbies it was like work was busy i would find time to go to the gym and i would hang out with friends but it was like i didn't have anything that i was actually doing to like better myself it was just like dating friends gym work and it's like that's so boring that's true i feel like i do hang out with friends a lot but yeah i'm like maybe i need a hobby or something or i got better at being alone i guess yeah yeah that also helps so much because i feel like when you when you end up like you keep dating having this dating burnout i feel like you start to project almost yes yeah again it's like that energy again that like people can pick up on and it's like they can maybe sense that you're burnt out and they don't know what it is but it's like not putting off like the vibe of someone they want to keep dating or right. something's fun to be around and it, i think it gets like really frustrating as well because it's like you'll go in like First of all, I think a mediocre date is worse than like a bad one almost. I agree. Yeah. Because at least a bad one, like you can manipulate it for content or like mm -hmm. you're like, oh, it's a funny story. But yeah. a mediocre one, I'm just like, I, I cannot handle another second of this vodka soda right now. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think when I first started online dating, I was very 
idealistic about it. And I was like, best case scenario, I like meet the love of my life. And worst case scenario, I have like a hilarious story. But it's like, no, worst case scenario, you waste two hours of your life with like literally nothing to show or tell for it. Right. And I feel like when I got really busy, like, I guess, um, thinking back to like exams or like whatever, I'm like, I have a couple like free nights a week. Like I would rather just hang out with my friends at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Or like the worst would be going on a date on a first date on like a Friday or Saturday. Also wouldn't recommend that because it's like, then you're giving up precious time with your friends for something that might be a dud. Oh my God. We always say that. We say schedule your first dates for like Wednesdays or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Low, like a low I don't know, low risk day. Make, make him earn your weekend. A hundred percent. Like he's yeah. not getting a weekend until he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it can be like literally one of the most frustrating things. Okay, so someone's going through this dating burnout. Like, what are we doing? We're getting more hobbies. We're getting mm-hmm. more friends. And I, yeah, I feel like maybe just like taking a step back. Yeah, like don't go on dates until you're actually excited to go on. Like. I feel like a lot of times swiping in particular, you're just kind of going through the motions and you're like, oh, this is something that I'm doing mindlessly. It's like another app you open in your rotation. It's like, oh, I'm bored, I'll open Instagram. Oh, I'm bored, I'll open like Hinge. So I feel like waiting until you're like, oh, I'm actually curious to see what's on here and like excited about the prospects that I might encounter, that's when you should go on versus just like going through the motions. And also just like doing things where you can meet someone organically too, because I feel like sometimes those hobbies can, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, sign up for something to meet a man, but it's like, if you're doing something you genuinely enjoy, you're naturally going to talk to people and maybe you won't meet a guy, but maybe you'll meet like a friend and then that friend has a guy or like you go to that friend's party and like you meet more people and you like. Say you're overall like into meeting people more on apps or like more in person. I was more into meeting people in person. Like before my current boyfriend, my first three boyfriends, I all met in person in like some other way. But I feel like I wouldn't say like, oh, you should give up the apps because I feel like, you know, it's so, it is hard to meet someone in person. Like even when I would meet guys out when I was single, it was like the amount of times it would actually convert to like a date it was like minuscule. So it's like, first you're already like going off of the odds of meeting someone, exchanging numbers, liking them. And then the odds that you're going to meet up again, maybe that's just LA being flaky, but I was like, very few people followed through on that. So I feel like it's important to like go on the apps, but still go out so you can like flirt with people in person and like continue to hone that skill. And then I think when you're doing both, it like takes pressure off the other like if you're just on the apps then it's high pressure if you're just trying to meet people in real life then it's like your main focus while you're out and it's like not fun yeah i think that's so important because i don't think it's good when that's your main focus going out because it's like then you're not mm-hmm. having no one likes that friend that's just like trying to look for a guy all night and then you're not like yeah. in the moment like you're not like when yeah. i go out with friends like i'll talk to guys like i'll get free drinks like i'll do whatever but like i'm just there to hang out with my friends yes that should be the priority yeah and like i i know and it's more like i care like if they're having fun like it's like if i don't find a guy or if i like buy my own drinks or this or that like i don't care like i just like want my friends to have fun yeah that's that should be the main goal yeah so we shouldn't have it take away from that the dating apps are a lot like they're a tough world they are oh my gosh which apps do you use i use tinder bumble hinge like the the trinity yeah the holy trinity (laughs) i feel like there's the same people on all of them but i go on and off like i feel like it's i have them and then sometimes i won't touch them for weeks sometimes i'll like touch them too much in like one one day yeah i i don't know okay so 
when we're moving out of the dating uh, dating burnout and like looking for something more like not looking for something more serious but we're trying to like mm-hmm. date not burnt out like w- mm-hmm. what are we doing I feel like being more intentional, I feel like honestly swiping on fewer people because a lot of times I would swipe on someone who I'm like, especially on a hinge, I'd be like, okay, well, like they liked me. Am I being shallow if I don't swipe right? Like, but it's like, you kind of have to trust your intuition. And if there's something that you feel like is off or you're just like, oh, I'm not really attracted to them rather than being like, oh, well maybe they'll wow me in person. Like, I don't know, like your time is valuable. So I feel like just being comfortable and saying no and like not feeling like you have to take every opportunity to like go on a date that comes your way so swiping less is huge it's like the first thing i feel like finding the sweet spot of talking to guys so you're not in pen pal mode but you're also like okay i get a sense of what you're about and if we might actually have something in common before i agree to go on this date because i definitely had like one experience stands out where like I matched with this guy, we exchanged like five, six messages, but like nothing in depth, you know, but he was hot. And so he asked me to go on a date like same day and I had no plans. And I was like, fuck it, I'll go on this date. He was like, there were so many red flags. And I was like, if I had exchanged one more day's worth of messages, I feel like some of these could have come out and I would have not wasted literally hours because we ended up going to the beach in Malibu. And so it was even hours just to drive there and back. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? So I think like being more, you know, like mindful in the conversations and also like trying to suss out those red flags before you actually go on the date. I've even seen that like lately play out in like the context of like sleeping with people. Cause I feel like I've always been very like do it whenever, like just whenever you feel like it. But then I also like took a look at myself and I'm like, I am a very impulsive person. And I'm like, (laughs) if I like want to do something, like I'll just do it again, like focusing more like on how I feel. And then I'm like, you know, if I had like just gave this like a couple more dates, I would have realized like I actually can't stand this person. (laughs) Maybe we should be a little bit more selective. It's so hard because it's like, I feel like the philosophy of what you're saying is like, do it when you feel like doing it is like the way you should approach having sex with people. But yeah, it can be hard because sometimes it's like, I don't know, especially if there's good chemistry, then you're like, oh yeah, of course I want to do it. But then they could actually still be horrible, even if they there is good chemistry. Which I don't feel like, even if it ends up being horrible, you're not really at like any sort of a loss. But I think if it starts to make you feel like kind of off or like shitty, yeah, then it's like- exactly. that- yeah then you can reevaluate so okay i think like i always find there's like a hard balance between being like intentional and then being like Mm -hmm. too intense yes i completely agree i I think it's it's very hard to strike like because i so wait how do you feel about this like do you how do you like the whole like what are you looking for conversation what are your thoughts i hate that i hate that conversation (laughs) and i feel like I have friends who are like very intentional with their dating apps and I will read their prompts and be like, this is like too much. Like when I was on the dating apps, I was very much like, I want to show my personality. I think that's the most important thing, but I wasn't going to be like, I'm looking for someone who's compassionate and loyal and knows what they, and has like a five-year plan. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you can suss that stuff out without laying it out in such a black and white way, because I feel like then it gets to be like, more interviewee than actually like about the connection that you have with the person and whether you like them. So yeah, I feel like there's like such a balance to strike where you're like, you just maybe need to show your personality and like trust your judgment and your way to like read people versus, cause like anyone, if you tell someone also, 
exactly what you're looking for, someone can just spit that back at you, you know, and without it being genuine. I feel like you have to kind of like give them the chance to present who they are and have your standards inside and be like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Does it match up? Versus being like, oh, like I want someone who values this. Is that you? Because if they are just like, oh, I just want to sleep with you, then they're probably just going to say yes, even if it's not true. I was about to say, I'm like, any man can be identifying as compassionate these days. Like, it's the mm -hmm. nice guy thing. Totally. Oh, that's, yeah. It's like kind of, oh, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot. Don't put all your cards on the table. Um, mm -hmm. But also, yeah, the prompts, that is, that is too much. We, we <laughs> yeah. need to not do that. I like what you say, like, showcase your personality. Yeah, that's yeah, what I try like, to do in mine. Like they're a little bit sarcastic, like a little mm -hmm. like I have a little bit dark humor. Like and if someone picks up on that or they like like even a prompt, which I like more than when they like photos, to be honest. Same. Yeah, yeah it's like a like they have like maybe a similar vibe kind of thing. Yeah. And it also tells you more about them as a person to be like, oh, which of the prompts resonated with them? Because if you have one that's like about a certain interest, it's like, okay, maybe this is a commonality. If you have one that's sarcastic, it's like, okay, maybe they're also sarcastic. Yeah. And like this whole, like, I like how you said, like, keep it inside and then see if it like matches up because I feel like actions are so much louder than words. And like, I guess that it, maybe it's a love language thing because I am very much like mm -hmm. acts of service. And I know like, a lot of girls really like like words of affirmation and all of that but i'm like i just find that such bullshit. yeah no i totally agree i'm the same way and i just feel like you should kind of show not tell like people should be able to kind of discern what you're about without you having to <clears throat> excuse me shout out from the rooftops yeah and because i feel like any guy like it's so easy for if you hit them with a what are you looking for you're probably if they're playing the game gonna be like oh like just get to know you like see where this goes and then yeah. like where is it gonna go like they already and yeah. it's honestly not nice i think either for guys to like <clears throat> go into these dates like feeling like this girl already wants to date them and it's the same thing yes. that we're talking about where it's like oh you're pretty or this or that and they like you but why yeah because then they feel like oh well she's just looking for any relationship and like i could just be slotted in like both people want to feel like they're chosen for who they are right and then i feel like because it, it, these dating profiles like they start to get kind of like they're checking boxes almost mm -hmm. and it's yeah. like who cares like if he went to harvard if he treats you like shit. i know and it's also like it actually should be fun like i know that yes the end goal for a lot of people is to find a partner and that is like a serious thing but you should have fun doing it right and i think a lot of people don't i think especially guys like you hear this but they don't know like what they're looking for until they find it and it's it's one of those yeah. things like you hear all the time like he's just not ready for a relationship and like the end of that is like with you yes it's so true because then you have like that trope of the guy who breaks up with you because they're not ready and then two months later they're in like a very committed relationship <laughs> quite literally and, I, <laughs> and you hear the whole like oh if he wanted to he would and i feel like it's not even just that it's like the fact like they're just not like people will show mm -hmm. you like who they are and whether it's because they like you or like there's something mm -hmm. like deeper going on like it doesn't matter yeah like it doesn't you don't even if he has like a good reason for not meeting your expectations at the end of the day like he's not meeting your expectations um, so how did you like, so I guess we hit on like the intention thing. Is there anything else you did to kind of filter through like all the bullshit? Hmm. 
I feel like there were just signs and I like it's so vague but like I feel like the types of dates that guys would ask me on sometimes would actually be indicative of their intentions and this wasn't like a cookie cutter thing but there were two guys who I remember they suggested these bars for our first date that I was like these are bars that I go to when I'm like I get fucked up at these bars you know and I was like why would we go there on a first date and so that was already kind of like a red flag tell me why I still went on the date like with one of them I tried to pivot it and there was another bar like just down the block and I was like why don't we go here it's like easier to talk whatever and it's like a cute spot you know so we go to that bar but the way that I fucked up is that I off the cuff it was like a Saturday again Saturday first date so that's another way I fucked up (laughs) then before that two of my girlfriends were like oh we're gonna go get like oysters and wine do you want to like join us midday and I was like yeah I have hours to spare like my date is until 7 p.m so I go and then like one bottle of wine turns to two and then we're like let's go to the whaler and the whaler is like a bar where you go to get fucked up so I was like trying I wasn't like fucked up when I showed up on the date but I was like multiple drinks in you know and so then after after we meet up at this normal place when he's like why don't we go to the other place that I suggested I was like yeah let's do it and yeah he was like total fuck boy you know the other guy suggested a bar that I was like this is like our first date actually I take it back we went somewhere normal for our first date and then the second date it was like a bar where it's like this is I don't know it's not really like a date spot you know and again he was just a fuck boy nothing wrong with it it's like they're just looking for something casual but it's like that's not what I was looking for so I feel like following that instinct and being like oh they're probably not looking for anything serious if this is the type of date they're trying to go on i like shouldn't have gone you know oh my god that's so funny you can tell based on the bar that's hilarious (laughs) when you've been in la too long (laughs) literally i was like "Uh uh-oh i see where this is going (laughs) did you ever get any that would try to propose the apartment hang Oh my God. Yes. Like I went on one date with a guy where it was like, this was, I was just like shocked that he even suggested it. Like first I didn't realize that he had picked a place that was near his apartment. And so then at the end of the date, he's like, Oh, do you want to come back to my place? And I was just like, no, like it was not even that good of a date. It was like so bland. And I had another guy who was like so overly effusive on the dating app. He's like, you're so gorgeous. Like, I can't wait to take you out. And then, but like, we had good banter. So I like okay. entertained it. I was like, he's like actually funny, you know? Yeah. So he, I was like, okay, so like, what's this date? And then he's like, well, I'd love for you to like, you can come over to my place and we can go swimming and then I can cook you brunch. And I was like, that's literally not taking me out. And he was like, okay, you're right. And then he like pivoted and like, asked me on a real date but again I should have been like the fact that you led with that like I don't know like that it makes it clear what your intentions are and it's like kind of like first of all a bit too cute and intimate almost especially for like not have met you yet and it's just like that is just so weird I would have almost like to see me in a bathing suit on the first date I'm sorry I it would have almost been preferable to lead with the like come over late at night energy than the like come for a swim and I'll cook you brunch. I know. It was so bad. So many red flags. That is hilarious. Back. Did you do you have any stories where like you got like maybe too drunk on a date? Or like oh my a God. Well, that yeah, that date where I ended up going for wine beforehand and then went to this other bar and then showed up. I was so drunk. Like I 
I ended up going back home with him and I don't even like really remember like how it escalated to that. Like I, I wasn't like blackout blackout, but it was like pretty close. I feel like this might feed back into the dating burnout thing is like I would start going on dates and I would just be like, I need another. Like I can't, I cannot. And I would just end up yeah. too drunk. Mm-hmm. Or, or I'd like, I remember one first date, I, we went to like four bars in a club. And I was like, this is not normal. I'm like, this is why I don't find nice men. And it was all my fault. Like I was just, he's just like, okay, like this has been fun. I was like, no, we have, we have to go to EFS. Like we have to go. That's amazing. You're like, no, we're going to keep pushing this. That is my, I'm almost like to the point where I'm like, maybe I need to reevaluate and like not be drinking so much on dates. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's hard because I'm like a very social drinker so like in both of the cases with the guys who suggested this like specific bar it was like okay well this is like the vibe so it's like I wasn't gonna be like oh I'm just gonna abstain I'll just have a water it was like I was already a couple drinks in I'm like feeling the vibe and so then I just drink more and it's like me too this this is what they wanted (laughs) it's especially that's almost like even worse it's like when you're feeling the like if I'm not feeling the vibe I'll probably just have one or two and like make Mm -hmm. my way out but if you're feeling the vibe you're like of course another one another one and then all of a sudden like you're on the washroom floor and they're like who the fuck is this bitch Like what happened to her? Why can't she hang? I know. I know. I went on a first date once and I I don't even know how that I handle my alcohol pretty well, but it hit me so bad. This man tried to pull trig for me that night. Wait, what does that mean? Like shove their fingers down your throat and make you throw up. Really? Oh my god, he was like, she might die. Like I need to do something. Well, because I think I was like, I'm gonna throw up, but I can't. <laughs> Honestly, that's like dedication. It was dedication. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like we will literally talk forever. If you have to leave everyone with like one piece of not advice or a thought or anything, what would it be? One thought to leave everyone with, I would say, like, trust your instinct, honestly, because it's like when you encounter that profile and you're like, something's off, but like, let me go on the date anyway, like, do yourself a favor and just don't. Oh, do, do yourself a favor and just don't you know what don't make yourself burnt out save yourself the time and i will also link it in the description but where can everyone find you so i am at interstates and heartbreak all spelled out on instagram and on tiktok and you can find my personal instagram at leslie nope l-e-s-l-i-e-g-n-o-p-e oh my god thank you so much thank you Okay, here's the part of the episode where you get to watch me or listen to me struggle to say goodbye because attachment issues over here. But anyway, love you guys so much. I am going to try to get better and keep up with this editing so you can listen to episodes every week until you're absolutely fucking sick of me. But you know what? We're only going to be young and hot once, so we need to take advantage of that for content. Again, friendly reminder, slide into my DMs, give me your feedback, please. And also, can you like rate and review this like that would be honestly really cool but only if you're gonna give me like five stars otherwise like I don't know maybe just maybe just don't and tell me the feedback to me myself you know like be really constructive we can work on it so I also I actually really love hearing like what you guys like and what you don't and I you know we fuck with feedback as long as it is constructive and it's not from men okay men you're allowed to give your opinion on the podcast just not on me personally because I don't care. Like male validation is abundant and low value. But if you have something to comment on the podcast, 
please let me know. Okay, I am I am going off. I'm doing anything I can to avoid saying goodbye. Okay, I love you guys very much. Goodbye.